Welcome to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we saw over the past week. I'm Nick Panotto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt. Hey, everybody. How's it going, dude? <laughs> it's going all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, we watched a couple movies this week. Um, I watched... I watched... Um, we, I'm gonna, we're finally going to talk about the two movies that... Um, uh, filmmakers reached out to us to to watch their work, um, and I watched both of them. A movie called Danger Boys: Punks in Osaka, and another movie called Le Sequel, or the Le Fear Two Le Sequel. I'm not sure exactly what the title is, but uh, what did you watch, Matt? You watched? Uh, I watched Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Well, why don't we save that for the end? Because I don't care if that gets spoiled. <laughs> it's sure thing. Um, so the first movie I'm going to talk about is a, is a documentary called Danger Boys Punks in Osaka. And um it's directed by Nick Romy who uh who contacted me on the on the internet and uh, he wanted me to watch this film that he made about uh it's just really just an underground uh the underground punk rock scene in Japan. Um it was kind of it was kind of fascinating to watch. Um but the best the best part was the performances from the punk rock bands because these are some small clubs that uh that they perform in. And and I mean like crazy small, like that if they feel like they're the size of a, a small bedroom and uh these wow. punk rock dudes just go in full bore, um, you know, like shirtless, like fl- flailing around, all that stuff. And um uh i'm looking at the imdb page because i don't remember the bands that that were in it but it features bands called flat sucks pp bypass low card demont and cw and a couple other bands and uh i really don't have too much to add um to, to discussing it because it's really just a, a live concert footage um of these highly energetic uh pretty entertaining bands in japan um well did you find out was there anything that uh in terms of like learning what the scene is like um well i guess the uh the settings are quite different but is there anything about like the the culture or anything that strikes you as different from like kind of concert culture for um i guess i guess what i thought were like i said before with the 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 size of the venues are are so small but these bands go full full on um we're both big fans of the band tool and uh you know how maynard james keenan on stage how he how he like quote unquote dances where he just kind of like bends over and moves his arms around a lot of gyrating and stuff yeah yeah like imagine that times a hundred in a room the size of a, a large bathroom so, so they're basically in a contained mosh pit while they're performing. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a mosh pit. I'd say the crowds are pretty reserved. Uh, oh, okay. So the 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 band's going crazy, but the people who are there watching are kind of staying still. Uh, I wouldn't say standing still, but they're not. It's not like um like a in a New York rock club or something like that, where hmm. where everybody's going nuts. Like it just seems like everyone watches the band. Um, and, and it's the same for all the bands, even though all the bands have like a slightly different sound, uh, the, the, the performances of the band are what really stands out. Now uh, I don't speak Japanese, which is what the bands were singing. Um, but, um, the really energetic, really high energy on a lot of, a lot of music. Can you, um, like, can you compare the music to any any bands here? Like, to 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 give someone a sense of like whether it's the kind of uh, you know, because like, is, is it like a ska punk? Is it? Oh, it's like hardcore punk. Like, okay. like blah, 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 blah. that's how hardcore punk sounds. Just like that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Like a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, a lot of shirtless flailing around. Um. Like like I said before. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime Video. Um, so if you've got Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free, and it's only like forty-five minutes, and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Does um, the documentarian share what kind of brought their interest to this 
topic? Uh, no, not really. I guess it's just his interest in the punk rock scene in Japan. Um, they do go into a little bit. There's like an American guitarist who who floats around between the bands, and uh, that's that storyline's pretty interesting uh, for a little bit. And um, other other than that, it's just like a neat little look, quick little look into the uh, a music scene in a foreign country that I didn't even realize existed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then the. Uh, the other movie that I watched, which was recommended or um, uh, suggested to us by its director, uh, is called Le Sequel. Uh, it was directed by Jason Crute, and uh, it's it's a 100% improvised film about the making of a horror movie. And uh, it it is not super great, um, but the acting in it is terrific. If 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 it's a hundred percent improvised, like they said it is, it is terrific, terrifically acted because it feels like they're all reading from a script. Um, huh? Yeah. Um, well, that, that's, that's pretty cool then because when you, when you described it and you said improvised, I thought, Oh, good God, that'd be terrible. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty well done. Um, you could tell it's got a crazy low budget, which is fine, but, um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's pretty well done. The acting is terrific. Um, there are a couple of really funny moments. Um, but it's basically um, the the plot of the movie is this this film director. It's basically imagine if you you know the emails you get from Nigeria about the Nigerian prince. Who, yeah. Um, imagine if you fell for one of those. I sent that guy eight thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna work out for you. I know it. I know. I can't wait. Um, but this is like uh, a filmmaker. Um, says, uh, I'd like to make this horror film. And they say, okay, well, in order to do that, you need to put up $500,000 of your own money and we'll give you $10 million um, to this film company in Nigeria called Nollywood. Um, and uh, so that's basically what it is. It's like a Ni- Nigerian movie scam where the uh, the director put up all this money, all of his own money, but not, but not getting anything of the 10 million he was promised. So, um, it just goes from one disaster to another. Um, like the, some of the actors quit, the makeup lady is a crazy whore. Um, you know, it's just a one crazy thing after the other. Um, it's not a laugh out loud kind of movie. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it definitely held my attention the entire time, which, which, I was uh, impressed with. Um, does it does it give you the sense of kind of, uh, you know, like behind the scenes sort of stuff when when you know movies are about movies being made and that kind of thing? You kind of you can feel the sort of inside jokes and the oh yeah that's how it would be, you know, kind of feel where you're like oh yeah this is uh, what it would be like to be an actor. Do you kind of get that sense? No, not really. It's more over the top kind of stuff. Um, where, um, and one of the, one of the, so he's making a horror movie and they hire this one woman to be like their prop master. Uh, and, um, her, her credit is that she worked on avatar and, Mm -hmm. and they're, they're shooting the first scene and, um, the male and the male and female co-actors are like talking over a bike or I'm sorry, over a map. And, from around the corner, this inflatable alien just rolls over with, that's connected to this uh, uh, RC car. Uh-huh. Um, it's a really dumb image, but it really cracked me up. <laughs> it's, it's, so just, it's, it's just like the worst special effect you've ever seen. <laughs> and, and it's totally out of place. And and it was like there it's like the scene it's like the scene in a horror movie where the couple is like, well, maybe we should take a shortcut. And, and they're like, okay. And then, and then after they take the shortcut is when things start going wrong. But this is like, while they're looking at the map, this alien, this alien on an RC car rolls up next to them. And, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's really a silly image. Um, but then like, you know, the movie continues and it's a lot of like little things like that. 
so the jokes aren't really so much about the culture or anything as they are the the events that are actually happening. Yeah, like the things that are going wrong. Yeah, it's like the the the, the main the main actor is a guy named Kyrie. I'm I'm gonna brutalize his last name, Kyrie Safras. Um, he does a great job. I thought I thought he was terrific. Like like I said, it does not feel like he's improvising any of his lines, um, and his frustration is is really cl- super clear. Um, and then uh, uh, all the actors do a good job, and uh, it's definitely like if you if you ever have a chance to check it out, it's probably it's probably worth watching. It's an hour and a half, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel its length. It's uh. It's pretty good, and I'm not sure I've ever seen a movie that was 100% improvised either. So that was a, a neat little uh, tidbit. What's it? What's it seem like it was filmed on? Um, it looks like it was shot with uh, like SLR cameras. Okay. Um, you, you you could tell it's really low budget, but um, it looks like this is like it's called less sequel, but um. Uh-huh. Like I, I can like I've seen it. I, I did a little bit of a research on it, and it looks like it's like the sequel to another movie that that they did. Um, and and this movie is also a mockumentary style uh, of a, of a film. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's so like it's supposed to be like a documentary of of the making of the movie. Gotcha. Um, I would read some trivia on it, but there isn't any. <laughs> well, fair enough then. Because um, so it's it's worth the uh, it's worth the hour and a half. Huh? Yeah, I would I would say if you uh, if you if you come across it, check it out. It was it was pretty cool to watch, and uh, especially for such a slow, a low budget film to see um, somebody's vision come come to life like that. Do you, Do you know what the budget actually was? I do not. Um, but okay. it it can't be super high. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that was it. Was a uh, les sequel. I'm not. I'm not sure where you could find it. The director of the movie sent me a copy, but uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch. <laughs> well, if I happen to run across it somewhere, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um. Now to get to the 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 big dinosaur movie of the year, Matt. Tell yeah. us about Jurassic, Jurassic World. World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, so you know how last week I was really annoyed and angry with Solo? Yeah. There's apparently a counter feeling to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I am equally... This movie was every bit as bad and worse than that. Really? Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's it's really awful. Um, but I didn't find myself annoyed and and angry as much as I was baffled. You know, you know, I'm gonna liken it for a moment <clears throat> to, uh, you know, not to get too political here or anything, but. Uh, I, I'm a fairly liberal person. Um, so something just beeped. Is everything okay? Yeah. No, it's fine. Okay. okay so during the, the, the Bush years, I found myself very angry. These days, I also am very angry, but occasionally I'm also kind of bewildered and almost impressed by how crazy and ridiculous and awful things can be. Uh-huh. Now, I, I wasn't quite so angry, but I had sort of a similar sense of like, man, I'm almost impressed by how far off the rails this movie's going. Um, so, so everything that used to be good about Jurassic Park <laughs> is, is pretty much gone. I mean, there are still dinosaurs in the movie, but to be honest, they, they, they don't look that great. Um, that you can tell it's expensive, but you know, there's just, I think occasionally some of them are, you know, robotics or or puppeteering, but for the most part, it's CGI. And, you know, in the first Jurassic Park, 
both effects were impressive. The CGI stuff was really great. There are some things that, especially on a small screen, you know, you can go, okay, that brontosaurus looks like the contrast is a little different from, you know, the the scenery or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but but it still really works. And in this thing, you know, there are dinosaurs, but there is no sense of like immersion. Um, it doesn't seem like they're really there at all. And um, so that's a shame because that's the only thing the movie has going for it. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was some someone that I was excited to see in the movie. He's if you've seen the preview, you've seen pretty much all of his lines. Really? He, he's in it for probably a combined 45 seconds. Um, <clears throat> there are a couple things that, you know, I'll say for the first half hour of it, uh-huh. maybe 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't so bad. I don't know. I don't know what's, you know, what everyone is uh, saying this is awful for. This just seems like it's off to a, a decent start. And then there's a turning point. I'm like, oh, Oh, okay. What is Here what is the, what is the turning point? You know, I tried to pinpoint it because I, I I definitely had the thought when it happened in the movie, but I can't remember what it was. Um, let, let me kind of outline the plot a bit. Sure. Uh, so when when the movie starts, there's a debate going on about whether or not to save all the animals from uh, Isla Sorna, no Isla Nublar. The island where Jurassic Park took place, the island where Jurassic World took place, and apparently there's a live volcano um, that's very active. Uh, so I, I guess somehow they didn't know that when they were building these theme parks. Um, Volcanoes but, spring up all the time. <clears throat> well, obviously, <laughs> obviously they get active sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, somehow this, this snuck by them. And um, it's going nuts. This island's about to go down. And um, there's there's a debate about whether or not these animals have the same rights as other animals and should be rescued or whether it's just like, no, this whole thing was a mistake and it's been a mistake since the first, <laughs> the first movie or the first chapter of this dinosaur story. Um, and... You know, for some reason... Now, let me, let me ask you a question. Let me pose something. Okay. Space, do you remember the characters from Jurassic World? Uh, Chris, Chris um, Pratt and uh, uh, Ron Howard's daughter. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. yeah that's so it. you remember the actors. Do you remember the characters? Um, Chris Pratt played Chris Pratt. True. And, and then there was Ron Howard's daughter. Okay. So, right. And, and I don't even know what their name I think his name might be Owen. And her name might be Claire. If I'm wrong, I'm not surprised. Um, but anyway, he was the one of the two of them who actually had any sort of relationship with the dinosaurs. She was pretty focused on, like, let's market these things and keep this park going because I'm a business person and that's my deal. Right. Um, at the beginning of this movie, she is like the spearhead of kind of like a grassroots movement to get, you know, the Senate and whatever other parts of the government to agree to rescue the dinosaurs. When eventually he comes into the picture, he's like, let him die. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so in this debate, somehow being chased around by a bunch of dinosaurs has turned her on to loving them. And his years of training, you know, Blue the Raptor and being rescued again by Blue the Raptor at the end of the last movie, he has decided, eh, fuck him. <laughs> Let him die. Wow. Um, but she talks him into it. Of course, it's one of those, those things where, like, nothing's going to get me to go there. And then the next scene is, like, them going there. Right, of course. Um, and there are some other characters that go with him. There's some annoying little computer guy because you always got to have a computer guy in a Jurassic Park movie um, except for the third one I guess and um, this paleo veterinarian which I've I have no idea how you become a paleo veterinarian because it's pretty clear that she's never 
met a dinosaur before. So I just <laughs> learned to doctor them to health. I, I do not know. Um, and it does become pretty clear throughout the movie that she can do some amazing things like give a raptor a blood transfusion from a T-Rex. What? <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That can't happen. <laughs> it does. Oh, dude, it's so not the worst thing that happens in the movie. Um, so, so the first section, I don't even think this actually breaks down to three acts, but the first section of the movie is, and, and I know you mentioned it before, but, you know, listeners, lots of spoilers here. Um they go to the island. They really don't do anything. And I don't know exactly what they're planning to do to rescue the dinosaurs, but they, Oh, I guess they're okay. So they're going with the bad guys that at that point, somehow you're not supposed to know are bad guys, but it's a little hard not to because they've, they're busy twirling their mustaches the whole time. Right. Um, and I don't mean that literally, but it's so close. Um, like at one point, one of the guys just like literally straight up pulls a gun on, um, I think on Chris Pratt, who, who does get tranquilized and has a comedic moment of near death where lava is about to get all over him, but he's, uh, waking his body up from a tranquilizer and it's funny, (laughs) dramatic, scary. I, I don't know what they're going for. Um, it's whatever Chris Pratt can do. Uh, and so anyway, that, I think the turning point was somewhere in there. Like when the bad guys quote unquote go bad shortly thereafter, they're leaving the Island. It's really dumb. They're the four people. Yeah. The computer guy, the veterinarian who's really cute. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt are getting onto the boat of the bad guys in spite of the fact that they were supposed to be left behind. Um, and so they, they, whatever, they escaped the island. And th- within that whole thing, there are a bunch of dumb moments. There's all these dinosaurs trying to escape lava and explosions <clears throat> to the degree that they jump off of cliffs and stuff. And in the midst of all that, the Tyrannosaurus decides it's got time to get into a fight with another dinosaur. And, like, establish its dominance. So, whatever. That happens. I mean, it literally attacks the other dinosaur, kind of punks it down, and then runs away. Hmm. Um, And I think it might be fighting the other dinosaur over the people, but then it's like, eh, whatever. I don't need these people. I'm going to run away now. Okay. Um, And then as they're on the boat escaping, they look back, and you see this brontosaurus or brachiosaurus, I think. if my dinosaur knowledge is up to date, Brontosaurus doesn't even exist anymore. Um, so anyway, this Brachiosaurus. I think it's back. <laughs> I know its name changed at some point to Apatosaurus, but I don't know. Either way, this Brachiosaurus, just like, and maybe it's even supposed to be the same one as in the first movie when it like stands on its hind legs and bites the you know, tops of the tree. Um, in that sort of awesome pose as the music kicks in. Yeah. It it does that same thing while it's being smothered in smoke and fire and dying. Oh, God. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably the one moment in the movie where you actually feel something other than buyer's remorse. <laughs> um, so, so there's this really heavy, dark moment of watching this poor dinosaur die. Uh, and yeah, and, and, and as this was all happening too, as they're getting ready to get off the island and, you know, dinosaurs are doing scary things. I did have this thought that like so many dinosaurs in these movies are terrible, terrible hunters. Like (laughs) aside from the velociraptors who are clever girls in the, or at least one of them is in the first movie, these dinosaurs all seem to take the time to sneak up on people and then announce their presence and to like lean down next to them and be like, rawr, I'm about to eat you. And I'm like, that <laughs> seems like the last way you'd want to hunt somebody. I'm going to eat you. Yeah. I'm going to bite your leg. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, that's like the first 30 minutes of the movie. Um, then, uh, 
<laughs> there's, you know, I don't even know if this is in the same building or, or later, but Velociraptors seem to be able to, or at least Blue seems to be able to read. <laughs> um, there's, there's a moment where there's a explosive chemical and fire nearby. Uh-huh. And so, of course, you know, as an audience member with the music and everything, just not being an idiot, you can look at it and go, oh, something's about to explode. But the dinosaur seems to have the same thought. Like, it does sniff the air for a second, and I'm going, okay, well, so it smells something that's unpleasant. I could see why it would leave. But it sniffs the air, then looks at the flammable sign, then instead of just leaving kind of has the oh shit better get out of here kind of expression in language <laughs> uh you know body language and then it takes off and there's an explosion and whatever this this velociraptor goes through all sorts of hell in this movie it gets shot with a bullet early on and it seems to be a big dramatic thing that it's been shot but it gets exploded thrown off of things bitten by other dinosaurs all sorts of other stuff and throughout the rest of the movie it's like cool i'm fine like it's indestructible to a ridiculous degree and in a way that's like at some point in the movie once they get the blood transfusion from the t-rex there's just that dumbass moment you know that happens in so many things where someone goes he's gonna be okay you know and you're always like wait a minute just because you pulled a bullet out of someone doesn't mean they're in the clear right (laughs) yeah you had to do a blood transfusion and and as i make this complaint i'm making about every movie that does that Uh (laughs) because they so many do that where they're like oh there's just this turning point where you go ah clearly they're fine it's just a flesh wound never mind all that blood um which i'm not actually sure there is any of in this movie in spite of a lot of people dying i don't know if there's any blood um like you literally watch a guy get his arm ripped off and you're like did, did it bleed at all? Um, so, anyway, once it's, you know, going to be all right, it doesn't matter what happens to it after that because it's basically the dinosaur version of John McClane. Um, let's see here. Uh, people, I, I you know, one of the other complaints I have is that everyone seems to be able to outrun a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember in the first movie when, like, the Jeep had a hard time and Jeff Goldblum was like, must go faster, must go faster. Right. But in these movies, everyone seems to, it doesn't matter if you're wearing heels or boots or whatever. Although they do make, I think they put a significant amount of effort into this, in this movie into showing that Dice Dallas How- Bryce Dallas Howard is no longer wearing heels. She's wearing shoes. Oh, okay. I was going to ask yeah. about that. No, she's 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 wearing regular shoes now. Um, but again, people outrunning Tyrannosaurus. And then the new monstrosity dinosaur, uh, which is called an Indoraptor. No, Indoraptor. It actually does start rapping at some point in the movie. No. Not true. Oh. But, <laughs> but, it's voiced but I by swear Robin to God. Williams. I swear to God. It, too soon. Um, <laughs> that it... Uh, it it could have if there's one scene in particular I'll get to it a little later. There's so they, one scene in particular where if it did start rapping, I would not have been surprised. So they created, and I'm not really kidding. They create another new dinosaur. Yeah, well, and they, you know that, that that sounds like a spoiler, but like they show it in the preview. I, I they, you've seen this whole movie in the preview, honestly. Like you've seen so much of it. All you haven't seen is the bullshit details that were added to pad the runtime. Huh. Um, so yeah, you see it in the preview, I think in the, in a cage with all sorts of lights around it and people staring at it almost like it's at an auction. Uh, cause it is. Cause in this movie, they auction off the dinosaurs. Um, oh. which is funny because you actually get to see, like, like you can tell that the whole franchise does not value the experience of dinosaurs at all anymore. I mean, there's there's no awe. And I know that's part of the sort of meta-commentary or conversation in the last movie, where they're like, oh yeah, Verizon Wireless brings us Indominus Rex. Um, but it's really gotten to the point where like, they, there's, 
just no love for these dinosaurs at all. And this auction puts monetary value to it because these people, you know, these, I don't know, gangsters or corrupt politicians or whatever, rich people from different countries are buying these dinosaurs for like $5 million, $10 million. Uh huh. Like such a low number that you're like, man, <laughs> even the characters in the movie who are super rich don't want to invest in these animals. And I think at the end of it, they like buy, I don't know, maybe 20 dinosaurs or something. And the total bill is something like $128 million, which I'm not 100% sure, but I'll bet is less than the budget for this movie. Yeah, that sounds so right. In the, in the world of the movie, you can buy all the actual dinosaurs in the movie for less than the budget of the, of the movie about doing that. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that's ridiculous. And that's that's kind of the the second and third act is that these dinosaurs get to a rich guy's house. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, the whole the whole second and third act, if that's what they are, take place in someone's house. Really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and he doesn't know because his evil. I don't know, assistant, <laughs> whatever he might be, nephew, I'm not sure, um, has built a dinosaur cage, kind of like a shitty zoo for dinosaurs in the basement without the rich guy knowing because he's old. Oh. I mean, you get the sense that he's kind of bedridden, but like he just ha- is has no idea apparently that all this construction's been going on and that this whole plot's been happening like that this guy's going to sell the dinosaurs um so the dinosaurs get brought to the mainland no problem then oh yeah once once they once they get on that boat they're off to the mainland there's really no really no drama in between nothing like happens you you see them get on the boat and then they're there um and they're in the basement, and and there's a little girl in the movie, of course, because Jurassic Park has to have little girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she discovers what's going on, but she's like 10, so she tries to tell her grandpa, and he's like, don't make stuff up. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not. And... Yeah, and of course, you know, like the one line she has for character development is asking her grandpa if she looks like her mom, who's dead. Uh, And then at the end, you find out that she is her mom because she's a clone. What? Oh, oh yeah, because, sorry, you probably didn't see this coming. No. Somehow, (laughs) somehow... John Hammond had a partner and they had a falling out. And that's why you've never, ever heard of him. (laughs) They had a falling out and, you know, they kind of hint throughout the movie of like, who is this girl's mom? And, um, it's herself because that's what the falling out was about. That John Hammond was like, no, you should only clone dinosaurs. You shouldn't clone your dying daughter. That would be bad. <laughs> Don't be a selfish jerk. But let's open up a theme park. Right. Um, yeah. So that's there. Like I said, there are kind of a lot of plots, and they don't really go together well. Uh, I mean, I guess it so makes this- sense a little bit that if you can clone a dinosaur from 65 million years ago, that you could clone your daughter from three days ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not not saying it's ridiculous that it can be done. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's in the is it is it actually in the present somewhere? Because I want to say I'm sure it's in the future, but I don't know. Human cloning is probably already happening. Who knows? Anyway, point being, it happened here. I think the stupid part of it isn't so much that she's a clone; it's that it is a plot point, Uh and that this is like, oh yeah, they were kind of equal partners. He just, uh, you know, there's this falling out and we've never heard of them um so let's see so this indoraptor 
and and at this point, the whole is like this... buying the dinosaurs and all the research stuff doesn't really matter anyway because at the very beginning of the movie, you see that they are instead of using amber now, they're just cloning from the dinosaurs. Which duh, uh-huh. you know, like now that you've made dinosaurs, you can just clone from them. So they're like taking bones off of skeletons so that they can clone them. Can't the dinosaurs just reproduce at this point? Like, why do they need to keep cloning them? I don't know. You know, life did find a way at some point, and figure that'd still be going. Raptors uh, are breeding. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so this Indoraptor is this is, the is this in the trailer the raptor that's like got the claws going towards the little girl? Yes. Okay. And I mean, it's kind of gnarly looking, but it also looks a bit like a toothy salamander Uh um like it's got this sort of sheen to it that's weird um it's i mean it's the same plot as the last one where it's like hey we created this mutant dinosaur here you go uh this one's supposed to be scarier it's not um (laughs) and, and it's uh you know of course like the worst part of the last movie was the whole military thing so that's what it's about because this thing has been uh, I am not exaggerating the point of this raptor that's supposed to make it special is that you can kind of play it like a video game oh man so we're getting closer and closer to the actual plot of the original Jurassic Park 4 (laughs) yeah kind of Uh, and uh, you know how like people have those laser pens for their cats yeah you got that for this thing and you, you put the dot where you want it to attack and then you push a button, uh-huh. push the attack button and, <laughs> and it attacks. Oh it's God. The dumbest goddamn thing. Um, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> oh man. And there are, there are a handful of callbacks throughout the movie. Like that dinosaur that's dying. I'm pretty sure that, pose it's making is supposed to be like the pose in the first one and then there's there's another goddamn stupid thing where this indoraptor like it's getting everywhere it needs to go uh-huh. like it can go through metal it's like tearing apart like banisters that are made of iron and stuff like that all over the place it's just ripping things apart just unstoppable um, yeah except for when it runs into a little bit of wood that's the, 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 I guess, reinforced front of a dumbwaiter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so it's smashing through iron bars and stuff. And then the little girl has a callback moment to um, that scene where the girl, where Lex is trying to close the thing that she's hiding in. It's a unit And the raptor system. runs toward it. I know <laughs> this. Well, not the computer thing, but where she's in the... Uh, where they're in the kitchen and she tries to hide in the cupboard and she's trying to pull the thing down. Oh, with the reflection. And the raptor. Yeah. Yeah. So this is exactly like that. This girl climbs into a dumbwaiter and is trying to pull the thing down. And then she does. And the... You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. It went kind of silent. And then the raptor or the indoraptor runs into that. And even though it's been smashing through everything, it's like, oh, man, I can't get into this dumb way. It's impossible. Um, so, boy. All right. So here's the moment that's really the worst. Okay. The Indoraptor, at one point in this movie, pl- more or less plays a prank on someone. Like sort of the tap you on the shoulder thing with its tail okay like it's playing dead then it wiggles its tail around and the guy turns around and then the indoraptor smiles (laughs) it opens its eye and smiles and i'm not quite sure it literally winks at the camera But it does. It really does. I mean, it closes its eye and it opens it again. It's It smiles, Nick. <laughs> you sure it's not just baring its teeth? I am 
<laughs> I'm very sure because it does it again two seconds <laughs> later. Because I, I kind of was like, I didn't just see that, did I? Oh, here it is again. Uh. It's kind of like, I wish that hadn't just happened. I'm going to pretend it didn't. And then the movie was like, no, you're not. <laughs> here it is. <sighs> you know, in Jurassic Park 3, uh-huh. there's a moment where the dinosaur talks. And this is where I was saying I wouldn't have been surprised if it did start rapping. <laughs> like, I seriously wouldn't. There's a moment where the dinosaur talks, and I remember in Jurassic Park 3 being like, oh, God, that didn't just happen, did it? Uh-huh. And uh, and then the movie goes, no, it didn't. It was a it was a dream, right? <laughs> just fucking with you. Uh-huh. And then they were like, no, let's just do it. Let's do it all the way. Let's have the dinosaur wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Where like, if if this had come out after Jurassic Park one, I would have been. I just, I, I would have just been, I would have been furious, but I just would have been furious by the the disrespect paid to the people in the audience. Uh huh. But here, it's it, it's just, man, I can't believe they went there. Like, like when you hear Donald Trump say, "My supporters would vote for me even if I killed somebody in the street," uh-huh. and you go, "Wait, what?" That's that's real. This is actually happening. Uh-huh. And and that's how this is. It's 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 so weird, Nick. It's it's surreal, man. Um and I've been given this some thought. Okay, so 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 that's that's kind of I'll, uh, in summary I would say this. Well, can I can I ask Don't. can I ask a question yeah. for you for you wrap sure. up? Sure. Yeah. What is Chris Pratt doing the whole movie? Um, well, he's running around. Um, at one point he's trying to get blood out of a T-Rex. Um, <laughs> and that might be the most fun moment in the whole movie, but it's not. Um, I mean, it's not fun. It's just as good as it can get. And I'll bet you that is because there's actually a T-Rex there. Like it's actually, you can tell it's actually been built. Oh, and so there's, there's texture to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then he jumps through its mouth, like through its teeth and, and that part's CGI and it's terrible. (laughs) Um, but like, yeah, he's running around and of course, you know, he and Bryce Dallas Howard at some point sort of, befriend this little girl so they're sort of protecting her but that's like maybe 10 minutes of the movie and it doesn't matter and who cares um he talks with blue a little bit at the end kind of to a ridiculous degree like he's explaining things to blue like come with us you could have a good life i don't know how i don't know where he's planning on hiding a dinosaur (laughs) but he's basically saying to the dinosaur come on and be our pet and you do you do get a little bit of backstory of him and Blue, which actually I'll say that's the highlight of the movie. Because you actually get to see him training Blue and being kind of impressed with it. And I love dogs, and it's kind of like a dog. And there you go. That's the highlight of the movie. And it's about one minute worth of stuff. <laughs> and uh yeah, the rest of the movie he's just running around. I I mean at the end. He's trying to escape the the Indoraptor, and Bryce Dallas Howard gets the training gun, and they try to kill it, and it doesn't work, and then it does. And Blue's involved, and should get in the get the chick kicked out of it, but whatever, he's fine. Right. Um, Indoraptor dies, obviously, and then uh, how does it die? It falls on a. On a Triceratops skull. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't even like, it, for all for as indestructible as they're making these dinosaurs seem, there's no like, ah, ah, I'm stuck and I'm stabbed. It's just like dead. Like instantly, just like right. falls, stabbed, dead. And uh, where, where are they that, they that there's a Triceratops skull, like in a museum or something? Well, they're in the house, Nick. 
mean, the house is a house and a museum and a zoo. So, yeah. Uh, and then, and then at the end, there's this big. All the dinosaurs are being poisoned. I don't remember why. And they're like, should we let them go? Or should we leave them here and let them die? And Bryce Dallas Howard finally decides, let's let them die. And so they're going to let them die. But then the little girl pushes the button to let them out. And she's like, I had to let them out. They're alive. Like me. And so the dinosaurs get out. And then, and then, uh, (laughs) <laughs> at, the, at the very end, you see Blue. Um, <clears throat> you know how at the end of every movie, the T-Rex growls, yeah. roars? So at the end of this one, um, uh, Blue roars on the side of uh, kind of an, an over, like a cliff overlooking a little town. Like, I'm about to eat some children. Right. <laughs> that's how it ends oh and it's, it's somewhere in that too there's a uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and, and uh, Chris Pratt are on a, tr- a train or something a bus a truck I don't know they're looking out the window and they see some pterodactyls and you're like wow this movie really just wants to be it, it, it doesn't want to be the other movies at all but it wants the credit for them <laughs> it, so, it so doesn't want to be the other movies that it's weird and then it's still like yeah we got the Jurassic Park name on us, suckers. You can't do anything about it. So the movie ends with dinosaurs just living in the wild? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and apparently, that's the whole purpose of this movie. Like, the reason this movie doesn't really have a plot or anything is that whatever the Colin Trevorrow, I think, um, has been wanting to get the dinosaurs to the mainland so that there's a movie where they're running amok. And I couldn't care less honestly i'll probably still go like i went to this i I would say i would say do not if you first of all i'd say don't see the movie but if you are going to do not go alone had i been in the theater by myself i probably would have been more pissed than the solo thing like but i went with one of my best friends out here who's who's like my former work wife, you know, like, and we're super tight and we watch all these bad monster movies. Um, and her, her husband, who's awesome. And my girlfriend, who's also awesome. And so, you know, I've got all these great people with me, but if I was on my own, I just, I mean, I felt terrible for my girlfriend. <laughs> I, I, I owe her big time. I don't know what sort of movie I'm going to have to go see to make up for it, but uh, <laughs> it was just kind of giving me the look like I can't believe this is a thing and that it's still going <laughs> and I'm like I know but but uh, yeah do not see it alone does um, it does it have the replay value that Jurassic Park 3 has or do you not know yet given that I never want to see it again I'm going to say no I mean it's it's long too it's long and it's not okay uh, I'll make one exception I will watch this movie again with you. Okay. Other than that, it's, it doesn't have a chance. I'm not, I'm not going to bother. Um, now, if you and I sitting down and watching it together, we could probably laugh. But I, st- I definitely am more interested in seeing Jurassic Park 3 than I have ever seen this again. <laughs> how, and, did you feel about, com- how did you Go feel ahead. about Jurassic World? I thought it was okay. Um, I, I, I saw it twice. Um, and I saw it the first time I saw it, I saw it with my friend, Apolly, who I was just talking about and a bunch of other friends. And, and as a social thing, it's, you know, like this one as a social thing, you might be able to enjoy it as a movie. You can't that one. I enjoyed it enough that I was like, well, that was better than I expected it to be. It was a bit more of a movie than the third one. So, okay. Um, and you know, if I, if I were to like rate the movie, I'd say Jurassic Park A plus, uh-huh. um, Jurassic World D, or sorry, Jurassic whatever Lost World Jurassic Park D, Jurassic Park three, um, like <laughs> a cross between an F and an A <laughs> because it's a terrible movie, but it's super enjoyable. I didn't enjoy the second one at all. Like I don't like watching that movie when it's on. 
Um, it's so long and it's crap. And then Lost World, or damn it, Jurassic World, I would say like C+. I enjoyed it. And then I saw it a second time and I was like, wow, all the things that I didn't like about it, like the kids. Yeah. The kids, I hated them. Okay. Um, I, I, well, and the Indominus Rex thing, I wasn't a huge fan of like the monster creation thing. Right. Mostly because I was afraid it would go down the road that it's going down. Um, so, like, you know, I'd give that a, a well, what did I just say? Like C plus. C plus sounds right. Um, but then, uh, but then this one's just it's it's an F. <laughs> And, and 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 without actually seeing it with you in person, I don't think I can assess any further enjoyment of it in the future. I, I will say, making comments to Karina, my girlfriend, and to Polly, my friend, like just kind of leaning back and forth and saying things here and there, I got a little bit of enjoyment out of, you know, that. Uh-huh. But that's mostly because of them, not because the movie was doing anything special. Um, so don't see it on your own. Um, and uh, you know when, when I when I look at this whole thing, um, I, I kind of blame Spielberg, and I know he didn't have anything directly to do with this, and and I know some people do like the Lost World, but I feel like the whole trajectory that the sequels have taken wouldn't need to be this, you know, because the the even the third one actually is a small group of people trying to survive dinosaurs. Yeah. And, and that's what these movies could be. You know, if you had some decent characters, I don't know that there would need to be, what are we at five? I don't know that there'd need to be five of them, but there could still be a good Jurassic park movie. If a boat crashed and people were stuck on the Island, but instead in the lost world, we had to go down the stupid road of bringing the dinosaurs to the mainland and having there be like evil people involved. Like that just doesn't need to be there. There doesn't need to be an evil mustache twirling rich guy who wants to do anything with the dinosaurs to have an excellent movie. And, and, but fucking Jurassic park lost world or lost world Jurassic where they decided, yeah, we got to do that. And so all these movies have, more people and evil people. And it ends up being about the people and not just, you know, actual characters in their interaction with dinosaurs and the dinosaurs themselves and the awe and shock. I mean, if people just crashed a boat and ended up on the Island, they could see a dinosaur. That's not a killer dinosaur and still have that moment of like, Oh my God, look at that. Yeah. This movie has that for a moment where this Brachiosaurus walks by and you almost, I mean, like, I looked at the characters, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even looking at it like that? And it took me a moment to realize that, oh, two of these characters haven't seen the dinosaurs in person before. And I guess Chris Pratt is, you know, like, surprised to see one again. You know, there's a moment, I think it's Jurassic Park 3, because I think it's Sam Neill, who, when he sees the dinosaurs again, he goes, oh, my God, I forgot. And it actually works. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess he would have. Like, it would still be a meaningful thing to see them again. But there's a line. These guys, I'm like, why are you surprised? Like, I don't even care that this dinosaur is walking around. That's what I paid to come see. There's a good line from The Lost World where where they see the, where it's like Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore, they see the dinosaurs for the first time. Uh, Like, I think they're crossing a river or, or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, wow, this is amazing. And Jeff Goldblum says, yeah, it's great now, but later there's running and screaming. Right. Like, that's a good line. And, and, and that was fine for, for that. You know, like the, the Lost World. Now, I'm gonna, if I ever sit down and watch it again, I'm going to disagree with myself here. <laughs> but the Lost World isn't that bad <laughs> for the first two-thirds, with the exception of the girl doing gymnastics and existing because she's annoying and stupid and doesn't need to be there. Uh-huh. Um, but then like the, the end is terrible. But if it had just been them on the island going like, here we are, we have a reason to be here and we're in a position of being in awe and then being terrified. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's a bit of a formula, but it works a lot better than trying to up the ante, bring in evil people, 
make dinosaurs that aren't dinosaurs anymore and try to convince us that they should be even scarier because they can be played like video games or taught to communicate and whatever, you know, like, like, Oh, they can talk so well, like, whatever you could have a Tyrannosaurus and be like, that thing's dumb, but it's got giant teeth. Right. I, I, I'd be with the characters who are terrified. Yeah. Um, but they just, and it doesn't work that way. <laughs> they don't do that. Um, so that's my proposal for Jurassic Park six. You <laughs> pretend that none of these movies have happened except for the first one. You have a boat crash into the island, and people who've never seen dinosaurs before go through the process of being in awe. Have the dinosaurs be puppets so we can actually like see them and be feel like they're real. Mm-hmm. Don't add any f- cool features. <laughs> don't don't give them any. Uh, what do you call it in a video game where you can like get like mods and stuff for your guns? Yeah, that's it. Mods. Prop. What do you? Okay, well, mods then. Yeah, don't give the dinosaurs any mods. Don't give them cool colors or anything. Let, let them just be dinosaurs, and I bet we could still have a really good time. Yeah, you're right. So it's you know it's like a horror movie. You know it's it's all it's all it is. It's just a, well, it just needs to be a horror movie. Well, I think we don't. You know, horror horror kind of like the way you just said in that line. You know, horror that starts out with some shock and awe. But turns into fear, yeah. Just like the first one. This one's just trying to be a PG thirteen s- slasher. Like, like it, it try it. It goes more of a horror route, but there's, but it's definitely not R. So it can't work. It's not scary. And I think I, I really do think that like having the people involved in a way where they're sort of manipulating things or what's happening is on account of them being evil uh-huh. really takes that out of it. You know, it's like if you were to to have Jason Voorhees chasing people around and then all of a sudden he were to take off his mask and sit down and go, let me tell you about my childhood. <laughs> you know, like, right. let me, let me explain it to you in detail. And you're like, you know, you're creepier the more alien you are to me. Yeah. The more we know, the less scary you are. Yeah, and when they start putting dinosaurs into the control of a you know video game machine, you start to go, "Hey, this isn't scary the way a dinosaur would be anymore. It's just dumb and weird." Right. Makes them a tool for you know bad guys, which we don't need. Interesting. So, so anyway, that's that's a lot more of the movie than I originally thought I'd be telling you about. And it's awful. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> um, well, take people. Yeah, I, I won't see it till it comes out on video. But uh, I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to it. We'll do. A, uh, we'll I just think, do. A, we'll do a commentary uh, track for that movie too. Oh just, God! Just to, to just to like, make you have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, so I think that. Uh, you know, you and I talked before about doing a commentary on Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. And, and I think if we can find the time in our schedule, now's the time to do it. Because we can prove a couple things there. One, that it's bad and horrible and hilarious. And that it can be fun, you know, to have a bad movie. Right. That sort of knows what it is. And that it only takes an hour and a half. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Um, Matt gives Jurassic World 2 great big thumbs up. Oh yeah, and uh, let me see. What did I talk about again? Um, right, Japanese punk documentary. Yeah, Danger Boys, Punks in Osaka, and uh, Le Sequel. They were both brought to me by the directors of the film. So if you if you uh, if you have a film or something that you want me to, to want us to watch, or or if you just have a recommendation for us, please let us know. We'll definitely we'll definitely check it out. Um. And uh, Matt, anything to plug at the end, or no? Go see Jurassic Park, just the original one. Just like put the DVD in and enjoy that. You know, I tried to get my I tried to get my son to watch that like a year ago when he was four, and uh-huh. he was all on board. Like he was enjoying it the he was enjoying it the whole way because he was vaguely aware of dinosaurs at the time. And then the T Rex attack, where the T Rex comes through the roof of the car. Uh, with with Lex and um, 
what's the, the boy kid's name? Tim. Tim. With Lex and Tim, where the T-Rex's mouth comes through the top of the car. That's when we lost him. <laughs> that's that's when he started to cry. And I was like, all right, we'll turn it off. We'll turn it off. We'll turn it off. Um, so maybe I need to watch, try to watch that with him again. Maybe he's old enough to uh, to get through it. I don't know. Perhaps, yeah. But um, all right. Yeah, if that's... Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or our website, thisweekinfilm.com. Um, but if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Bye.